0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: It's the weirdest thing. I feel like I've been in a coma for about 20 years. And I'm just now waking up. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz.
2: I remember playing some of my best ball when it was freezing outside. Best what ball? Anything that involved the ball, See, I played it. Jeff
1: Lutz.
3: Again, you played your best ball by yourself? I, I assume most people do. You've never got your shot blocked playing by yourself.
1: 97.5 in 1240 KFH. It's the ball. Learn it. Know it. Live it.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. It is a Thursday edition the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. It's Bob Lutz, it's Jeff Lutz, and it's Max Power. All of us. producing and engineering the show that he so dearly loves. Welcome back to Max. We're ready to roll. Here's what we've got on tap for today. David Ubbin, a national football writer for The Athletic, will join us at 225. Comedian Charlie Behrens, who will be at the Orpheum this weekend, Uh, I'm sorry, next week, Uh, will be our guest at 2.45. We'll make our college and NFL picks coming up uh, at 3.25 today. How about that? Looking forward to it. Scott's exciting. Good stuff. Welcome Max back, would you? Nah. Really? Nah.
3: He's already complaining about playing Taylor Swift music, so uh, I don't think I have any
2: kind words to, to mention. Max is fine. We need, we need that attitude. We need that little, uh, you know, chip on the shoulder. Of course. We all have it. So and you should be gloating today, right? Oh, well, I was going to wait for you to mention it.
3: Oh, really? Cause, uh, yesterday See, doesn't she... that feel good? You get to lord that over me. I didn't say
2: anything. I didn't text you. I didn't do anything. I, didn't, I resisted any urge to say to you what caused such great consternation yesterday on this show not really talking about baseball no not really and telling you what i felt and uh what i thought might happen and by golly it happened four sweeps now Nobody saw that except for well the guys sitting right that, over here
3: except that last year there were three sweeps and the Marlins stink and the Blue Jays kind of stink and well,
2: why didn't you say that yesterday the Rays at home why did you give me so much resistance yesterday Because I didn't it. know
3: how to predict one game and I never will know how to predict I one didn't game predict
2: I said I have a feeling these are all going to be sweeps I like the I like the teams that won Game One to go ahead and finish it out they're all at home. Uh, They all pretty much played the exact
3: same game. Game two's all pretty much the same as the game ones in all the series.
2: Here's what I'll say. They weren't all at home. Tampa lost, of course, to Texas. Here's what I'll say. It was fun watching the fans in Philadelphia and Minnesota. They were electric. Wait a minute. Did you think I said they were all at home? I don't know what you said. Here's the thing you need to understand. I rarely listen. Well, I didn't say that. And then you corrected something I didn't say. I corrected myself. Okay. Uh, It was incredible to watch. And Milwaukee lost, too. Yeah, so two out of the four. uh, It was fun to watch the crowd. Man, the Philly crowd. (laughs) I mean, it's just unbelievable. You know, I like to think that Cardinals fans show up and, and get excited. Not like Philly. And not, not even like Minnesota they hadn't won a series since 2002. They hadn't won a playoff game before winning game one in 18 years uh, that was that was fun to watch them celebrate. I'm glad you enjoyed it uh, I, you don't
3: I really you really don't like the twins Well why would I would you, do you like the Brewers? would no, you have been I happy them. All right so you kind of understand I don't how mind it works the twins you would if they were in your division and
2: celebrating. I'm you know, watching future Twins players down at Riverfront Stadium. I know I'm giving them all hits. Uh, don't do that. Don't be that.
3: I'm gamer. not a homer.
2: You're all you just admitted it. it. was
3: I do give them hits sometimes.
2: Well, you just you said I give them all hits.
3: No, I'm a tough scorer. I'm the toughest of the four official you ever scorers. You get a call from the dugout? No. But we don't get calls from the dugout. It's usually they say something to somebody else. and somebody else ever
2: come to you and say it
3: I anymore. had one dispute last year, and it was pretty minor.
2: Did you overturn it? No. Why? Well, you got to overturn it.
3: Why? I stand my ground. I saw what I saw.
2: But anyway, the Phillies look dyna- dynamic. I think they're going to beat the Braves. Now, you can catch me on that one. Uh, certainly, the Braves would be the pick. Uh, by most people and I'm not detracting from the Braves. That series starts Saturday. I'm really not. I'm impressed by the Braves. Who wouldn't be? They have an unbelievable team. Philadelphia's a buzzsaw.
3: Okay, well they got to steal one at home without Wheeler or or on the road without well, Wheeler got, or Nola. They got Ranger Suarez, who's very good, but the Braves and, can hit anybody.
2: Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's just see about Trust that. Trust me. They, Let's see if they hit Zach Wheeler. They slugged five
3: hundred one as a team. Aaron Nola was that's elite for a player.
2: Great last night.
3: I understand, but the Braves are on a completely Future different Cardinal level. Aaron Nola. The Braves are on a completely different Future level. Cardinal Sonny Gray was the, Marlins. the Twins. See here you go because oh well they might try to go get him, and now you got him in their uniform.
2: Cardinal. Uh... <laughs> well, the Cardinals have said publicly that they are going to pursue Nola and Gray. Now, will they get them both? I have no idea. Uh, Sonny Gray is 34 at the start of next season. Uh, I would imagine you'd have to give him three years, $60 million as a starting place. You uh, might want four. Nola, you'd probably have to give four or five years and $110 million as a start. Oh, well, That would be play.
3: way over that.
2: No, maybe, maybe not. He
3: didn't have a very good year. I know, but he's he's someone who has the reputation. There's going to be a All right, bidding five war. Years,
2: 130. Five years, hundred and thirty. Five, one fifty. No, you're not paying Aaron Nola thirty a year. You're not doing it. There's no, uh, there's no see. team in the game that'll pay him that. Uh, so there you go. There's almost two hundred million committed to two pitchers. It's a lot. And then you got to and you blowball both one. of them. So you got to trade for a third one. I don't know what well, you're going to do. If you give three years to Sonny Gray for seventy, sixty to seventy million, I think you're in the ballpark. If you give Aaron Nola five years at one hundred and ten to one hundred and twenty, I think you're in the ballpark.
3: Garrett Cole makes thirty-six. Um, they they Garrett
2: gave st- Cole's arguably. the I
3: know. Best I'm just. I'm. I'm just getting the starting pitchers out there. Shohei made thirty. Degrom made thirty. Uh, so it'll probably be less for Nola, but not m- by that much.
2: You pay him five, uh, five years, one hundred and twenty million. Call it a day.
3: Twenty-four million a year.
2: Yeah, that's plenty. Maybe Sunny Gray, three years, uh, sixty to seventy million. And you've you've uh you've made a good conscious effort to get those. Well, guys. good luck. That's what I think it'll take. And then you got to make a trade. To get another starter.
3: Okay, well, good luck. Are we going to talk about the series no, that are talk about going that. on? Because I don't like this version of you.
2: Why don't well, you like
3: Because you get your hopes way, way up high, and, you know, just, I just don't What's like it. What's wrong with this version? I want, I want you to react to what happened.
2: I did react not, to what happened. Well, what
3: will happen with the Cardinals, and not uh, say we're going to get well, four future you know Hall of Famers.
2: I'll say this. I've already said I I think the Phillies are going to the World Series. I think they're that good, uh, and their fan base is just in, incredible, and I want the Twins. The Twins are my team in the playoffs. Disgusting. If I have to pick one, because we've got their Double A farm team here. Uh, I like the way they operate. Um, I like watching them in that ballpark, and I was thoroughly impressed. With their fans. They went nuts. Well, their fans should be going nuts. And I like them to beat Houston. And I think Texas will beat Baltimore. Okay. So I'm picking against the grain here.
3: Yeah, all four series you're picking the underdogs. Why?
2: No, I'm not picking uh, I'm not picking Arizona to beat L.A. I think the Dodgers beat Arizona. But I'm picking uh, the Phillies. And then I'm picking the two underdogs in the American. The Orioles race. will beat Texas. I don't think so. Okay, I think Texas is a better lineup and I think the pitch, man, don't count out Texas starting pitching. They're not bad.
3: Well, who are they going to throw in game one against Baltimore?
2: Who's who's, who are they throwing?
3: I don't know. John Gray, I would presume. I thought he was injured. Maybe I'm wrong. You
2: said that yesterday. Quit having the guy injured.
3: Well, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. He should be whether he is or is he's not.
2: Yeah, he's going to start Game One, I think. TBD
3: versus TBD. The only starters announced are Verlander for Houston and Kershaw for the Dodgers.
2: Well, those those teams rested. Everybody would presume the Braves would start Max Freed. You would think,
3: and you would assume the Orioles start Kyle Bradish.
2: Yeah, and they're going to Texas will take him to the woodshed. Please, that's my prediction. I got something to say. We're not going to go into this like we did yesterday. At least I have something to say. Well, so do I. I'm not on the fence about everything.
3: Well, maybe you should be. By
2: the way, today's been an incredibly hectic day, but I've managed to book two musical guests for next week. Who's that? How about that? Both bands coming to uh, the area. Fool House. Have you ever heard of them? Nope. They're playing at, uh, I believe, the Cotillion. And we've got one of their members, Greg Hochstetter. All right, cool. And Great White. Have you heard of them? Yeah. They're coming to the casino. And we've got their longtime lead guitarist, Mark Kendall, for next week. Okay. Not a fan?
3: Well, you know. Great White is known for one thing, and it's unsavory. And it,
2: and it's, it's a terrible thing. They They were the band that. Uh there was a fire in the in the club they were playing and many people were killed. Yes. And it's an awful thing. Uh but I don't know that are we bring are we blaming him? I don't know. I guess not. Well, I mean, come on, man. 869-1240. That is the iHop Hotline. We'd love to hear from you today as we uh get through this show. The baseball playoffs, two days off, which is not ideal. That's the only bad Thing about sweeps in the wild card round, uh, it's not good. Yeah, when you get this uh, momentum going, and then you've got Thursday and Friday off, no baseball. Not great, but Saturday and, is going to be unbelievable.
3: And by the way, they shouldn't be taking Fridays off either way, right? Because they wouldn't have had any games Friday, no matter what.
2: Well, you that's gotta get. You gotta have the, the pitching staffs a little. I know, timely. but that's
3: not good for the game. Yeah,
2: but you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't expect the pitching staffs to just. And the travel, you can't just turn it on a dime. Uh, that's ridiculous. What you just said, you should know better. Those I'm I, no, I'm saying it's not good for the game. And tell me why it is. Those are the kind of comments that get you in the. It's not good. Who's home on Friday are. nights? Who's home on Friday you cannot nights? Not expect a answer team the question to play three games.
3: I'm not saying that. I'm saying playing, not playing baseball on Friday. Uh, in the playoffs is a bad is bad for the game. But you've got to give the team. I didn't say anything about the schedule. They can move the schedule. They can do whatever they want. You
2: got to start. You got to give them a day off Monday after the regular season, so you play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The day off Friday, and you play Saturday. Whatever. But no, there's no, who, there, Tell me who's at home. There's no need to tell play Tell me who's Friday. at home on
3: Friday. Who cares? Tell me. Here's, here's Answer what, the question. Here's what Fridays are. Answer the question.
2: No, I'm not answering any questions. Why? I don't understand the question. Kids are home on Fridays. No, they're at high school football games. Really? Nine-year-olds yeah. are? What do you mean they're at home? Kids are at yeah, home. Kids go to football games. No, kids stay at home on Friday. No, they don't. No, yeah, they do. In the world.
3: I didn't go to a high school football game until I was in high school. And you
2: didn't, and stay I wouldn't home. have been
3: caught dead at one. You didn't stay home. Of course I you did. You when
2: I went to high school football games every year?
3: Yeah, because you were kind of a loser.
2: I was a loser going to high school. <laughs> well, yeah, you're games.
3: making me mad right now.
2: I went to high school football games every Friday. From the time I can remember. Okay, well, no kids. My, my heroes growing up in Derby were the Derby High School football and basketball players.
3: Great. Well, no kid do you in want Philadelphia. Me to name them? No kid in Philadelphia
2: is going to a high school football game tomorrow. Do you want me to name the heroes? I do not. Mike Sexton. I said no. Fantastic quarterback. He was followed by Lloyd Brown. Another very, very good quarterback at Derby High. You school. went to a school with a guy named Lloyd. How old no, are you? I didn't you? go to school with him. He was But still he was a high school quarterback when I was in grade school. Who is next? Wilbur Martin? What's wrong with Lloyd Brown? Old L O Y D. Old guy named You names. know what? He'd kick your ass if he was here right now. <laughs> was Gert, and I, and was, you know what I'd do? Were Gertrude and Phyllis over I'd, there cheering? I'd, I'd get in a little oh, now we're making fun of names. <laughs> No, we're making fun of age. Why do you make fun of age?
3: Because it's funny. That's why.
2: Ageism is funny. No, old people. That's different. That's ageism. Why do you not like old people? (laughs) That's not true. No, really. Let's get to the crux. I love old people. No, you don't really. Why why don't you like old people?
3: Hey, I'm going to be this guy someday soon. You know, somebody's making fun of me for being old. No, I
2: hope not. I hope people don't make fun of you. What's the gain by that? Oh, it's it's just. I got uh, told an old man on Twitter the other day. What what is that? I, what? Why do people think that's some? Oh, I'll get him. I'm going to call him old. Why does that? Why does that resonate with people? I don't know. What is that? Explain it to me because you feel it. What is I, it? I don't. What do you mean? I feel why, it. Why would you lash out at somebody for being old? I, I what, don't. What. Feeling? What good feeling do you get about that? I, who was the next quarterback? Humphrey or? What, what's the Humph- good? What's the good feeling you get about that? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't. I really you're don't struggling find it funny. today. I don't find that funny. You are struggling today. No, I'm being as honest as I can be. But you're I struggling. I don't understand finding people who are old. <laughs> Be I, well, I'm making fun of, of you, mocking.
3: but it was ma- I'm making fun of you. I didn't. I just named
2: fake people. Old people have contributed to society. We've all done our best for the most part, and now we're in a position where uh, we're taking it in in some cases a little easier. Here's what you're threatened by, and it plays in a promo. Uh, you don't like people getting any money as they get older what you don't like social security i didn't ever say that uh, you
3: said i'm just on saying one you're one living promo. in your comfortable lifestyle because you never had to pay for anything of significance uh that costs anything and here we are out here struggling again to make a living and uh, keep our heads
2: above water it's not my fault you're struggling that's why uh i'm i, I struggled just as much as anybody. That's why you got teachers who have OnlyFans
3: accounts and people working their side jobs and doing doing but things.
2: Teachers have worked side jobs forever. They shouldn't need to. Uh, that that people have worked people have worked side jobs forever. But they shouldn't I didn't need know to. Anybody who didn't work. If you have a full time job, you should be able to make my a living. Worked, full stop. My dad worked three or four jobs, but he shouldn't need to. What do you mean? Why should You're he need to? As if old people didn't have you guys had it made, you didn't have to do anything. I worked from the time I was fifteen years old. Right, because
3: oh well, we don't care what education you have. You can get on in here. Now we got to go to college.
2: No, I didn't have to go to college to get to where I was. I,
3: did you get hired before you graduated? Not sure, but
2: I was a okay. wunderkind. Quit uh, saying that.
3: That bugs you I don't like that word
2: you don't know, it bug you know why I say it it bugs you
3: well I do That's it why. I don't like it
2: uh I feel like I worked as hard or even harder having seen you uh I've worked I worked at least as hard you know what I'm not even gonna discredit I worked harder than you ever worked okay how do you like them apples and to be told that I don't deserve uh anything now. Uh, because you old people never had to work for anything, is is insulting. I worked my tail off.
3: Tell us again how, how uh, Chester Warfield did Why are it.
2: Why you going back to that? You think that's funny? Yeah. Why? Why do you think that's funny?
3: I'm just playing to Max, and I guarantee you Max thinks it's funny. Max
2: doesn't think it's oh, funny. Oh,
3: he absolutely does.
2: Why don't you be like you were with Andrew? How you was I with Andrew? Andrew. You were well, Andrew, didn't, the,
3: Andrew didn't want to be here. Yeah,
2: the two of you, uh, you, you and Andrew could form a comedy team and no one would ever show up.
3: That's unfortunate. It was
2: off. The, the two of you have, you know what? I have a full personality, like a 100% personality. You think so? No question. Okay. Max has a damn good personality. What's you his and percentage? Combined, I couldn't come up with a personality. No offense to Andrew, wonderful young man.
3: Tomorrow looks like I'm doing the show solo. Well,
2: good. I don't care. I'm going to
3: fill it with interviews.
2: I'll be at a golf tournament. Okay. I don't care what you do.
3: Well, maybe I won't do the show alone or at all. Well, you better do the show. I got to piece it together. There's no one available.
2: No one available to do
3: a co-hosting well, gig that's with me. Too
2: bad, you don't start looking until the very well, last. I started week. all this week. Uh huh. All right, folks, we'll need, we need a break. We'll come back and talk uh, some college football. David Ubbin from The Athletic is our guest next. Uh, we'll see what he thinks of the Big 12 uh, and the state of where we are with college football. David Ubbin, next.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. uh, All right, Snow on the Beach
2: from Taylor Swift as we continue with the musical theme. All right, we're trying to get with David Ubbin from The Athletic, scheduled to join us here to talk about college football. We hope we can make that happen, Uh, because when we don't, I get stressed out. Don't get stressed this, out. No, but why does this stress me out?
3: Because uh, you had something planned and it didn't go according to plan. And that kind of thing stresses you out when things don't go the way that you think they're going to go. And I get it. But here we are. We're at work. we got to uh, adjust. we got to do something on the fly. I'll tell you something interesting if you want to hear it. I'll let you decide. Go ahead. Well, you're not listening yet. I want to make sure that... Uh, so uh, I'm doing a podcast for Channel 12, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly that's going to be. All I knew as of about yesterday is that Brent Kimnitz was going to be my very first guest. Really? Yeah.
2: Why Kimnitz? I just
3: uh, thought it would be He's a, old. Love Brent Kim. He doesn't act old, so that's oh, he good. He doesn't act. Do I act old? Mm, anyway, know.
2: Well, answer the question.
3: I'm telling. I'm. I'm not going to allow the uh, what you're saying to go on. But not really. Anyway, so I'm lying in bed last night when I have all my best and great ideas, and I'm thinking, what am I going to ask Brent uh, that hasn't been covered a million times? And not that it hasn't necessarily been covered a million times, but I want to go back to the, those first days of Shocker Baseball when, when Gene contacts him and, and gets in touch and building a program, and I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of the, the origin story. And that, and that I'm like, okay, well, that's the podcast, Origin Stories. So I'll find uh people, places, things in Wichita, outside of Wichita and tell those uh tell those origin stories.
2: Why do you have to be like that?
3: Like ha- be
2: supportive. What do you mean? You weren't supportive of me when I tried to tell you about high school football. Yeah, because
3: that was I uh, was an embarrassment and I and I think I rescued you from that.
2: You might this have... is a good idea. It's a fine idea, but you know, you about you got to make it s- Thing, man. You got to make it interesting. If we're just going to talk about, you know, you, the origin of my uh interest in Derby high school was going to football games. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we've got John uh, Peters from uh, uh, from Pizza Hut. Uh, wh- what are you what, talking about? What, what was the origin of your first beef pizza? Oh, Mr. please.
3: I mean, You've heard I mean, me interview people before. You know how I... Come on. Give me a break. Say something supportive, I dare you.
2: Good job.
3: See, that's not even close. What do you mean? Say something specifically supportive.
2: I like it. Yeah, I know. That's
3: the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why why is that such a struggle for you? That is
2: a great idea on the Origin podcast. It is a good idea. There, did I... Pass. No,
3: because I don't believe you. Now I'm going to doubt myself. And uh, it's all good. Why would you doubt yourself based on me having a fun because, time you know on the what?
2: radio? I actually care about what you think, and it would help. It's a good idea. You know, I got to hear it before I'm willing to just say, I'm not one of those who just rubber stamps things. But I it's like a good the, idea on it's paper. It's a good idea, but now, the, now it becomes a, ma- a matter of pulling it off, right? Yep. So, you got to turn the good ideas uh, into ideas at work. I got to execute. Right. That's all. So, you'll, you'll execute. When, when are you going to talk to Brent? Saturday. Where? At KWCH. He's coming in to do it. He said he wanted
3: to do it in person. So, yeah. Well, wonderful.
2: I think it'll go well. How long are you allotting for that?
3: about oh, 20 thirty minutes
2: and where are these going to play?
3: I don't know yet. We got to figure out. I mean, we don't have to figure that out. It'll play somewhere. I just don't know where that place is yet online K it'll be like .com. The, I probably it'll be on the app also the KWCH12 like Roku app and stuff.
2: Will any of these snippets make it on the air?
3: I don't know, but I'll certainly uh post a couple. Ah, good for you. And and build some little written stories around them. That'll be fun. I'm learning some stuff. I'm excited to learn.
2: Uh, who's who's filming it? Who's, who's I got am. the camera? I do it. you got the camera? Yes. Your Your phone?
3: No, I control it all. There's a little monitor right next to me. And you know how to do that? I think so. I'm going to go in either tomorrow, or I'm definitely going in tomorrow, but... Maybe early Saturday to make sure I've got that stuff all down. I've got to record it on a se- separate piece of software on my computer. It's, it's daunting, but I think I can do it. And if I can't,
2: eh? What do you mean, eh? If you can't, eh. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you're out. You're out the door.
3: I don't know about that. Well, I mean, come on. Let's certainly it- going to make every effort to uh, have a quality product out there.
2: Let's hope you get it figured out, right? Yes. Uh, so I wanted to uh, say this. I've got a concept that I'm working on. Okay, let's hear it. And it, and it <sighs> Just see, kidding. there you go. Just kidding. So a League 42 makes you snore? No. Uh, we've got a new initiative. We've got several initiatives, but we're more than baseball now. So we've got this new initiative that we call uh, the Passion Project. Right, and I get a lot of. I think that's a. It's an. It's an interesting name because it makes people curious. Uh, it's very simple. The passion project. What's the passion project? I get that. Uh, so we're going to bring in speakers every other Saturday, starting the twenty-first of October, to talk to our kids specifically about passion, what their passion was as a kid, uh, whether or not it related to their careers or not, uh, what. What grabbed on to them? What did they latch on to in their early life that they became passionate about? So we're going to bring in people from different walks of life, architects, journalists, artists, musicians, uh, television people, you name it. We're going to reach out. So the first guest we're going to have is Wichita State women's tennis coach Colin Foster. Uh, he's going to be our first speaker on the twenty-first of this month. Uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's got great potential. Now we got to pull it off.
3: Yeah, I think you'll pull it off. I have no doubts. See how supportive that is. Well,
2: that, yeah. was, that was. I think you'll pull it off. It wasn't. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. What well,
3: the, the idea speaks for itself. I and you said we got to pull it off, and I believe that you will.
2: Well, I'm very uh, dedicated to it, as I am the Bright Lights Initiative, our after-school tutoring program, our Bats and Badges program, where we're working very closely with law enforcement, first responders, the Wichita Metro Crime Commission, to develop relationships between young kids and law enforcement, and our Full Count Initiative with the Credit Union of America and and, uh, Mid-American Credit Union, where we'll be teaching financial literacy. All of that under the league on League Forty Two umbrella. It's pretty you impressive. You Know all that?
3: I knew some of that. I don't think I don't think you knew all. I, of I know more than you think.
2: What do you know? How do you know
3: it? I I pay attention.
2: Oh, you follow Facebook?
3: No, I pay attention.
2: Well, I've, you you know I appreciate it. Whatever you want to do. Um. So no David Ubbin, huh? Well, I don't know. I don't like that. Uh, apparently not.
3: We're certainly not going to bump Charlie Barron's for him. No, so. we're not
2: bumping Charlie Barron's, but we could, uh, make an attempt to get, uh, oven later. But, you know, here's what I, here's what I ask of people. And, and I say this in general. Okay. Sure. When you commit to doing something and I, you can forget time, I get it, but don't forget. I hear you. I just let people off the hook for forgetting. But he also but is a national college football he is, reporter. And he may have something going on, but you know, text say hey, hey, I got this going on. I can't make it. I got it. I, I love got David it. Ubbin.
3: But breaking, me I mean, I don't know what's going on. David Ubbin's the greatest. Yes,
2: we gotta, we gotta have people. We gotta when, a, when a commitment is made. And who's been better about commitments than me? Well, you forget stuff too. <laughs> Occasionally, I open the door on my own. Uh, as do as does everybody. My own uh, marriage history, but you didn't. You didn't go there.
3: Not quite. Not today. Not today. You suffered You're enough. Not in the mood.
2: You've suffered. You and
3: Lloyd have suffered enough today. Why are you
2: getting on Lloyd Brown? <laughs> you Can know? you
3: imagine a, hey? Here comes here comes uh Wichita Collegiate running back, Lloyd Brown, in 2023.
2: Lloyd was a cool guy. I I'm got sure to he kn- was. I got to know him a little bit later. And Mike Sexton was really a cool guy. And they were both outstanding. Not good. They were both outstanding quarterbacks at Derby High School. Of course. So you can trace the tradition of Derby football, not just back to uh, Tom McVay or, or uh, certainly uh, Tom Young, but it goes all the way back to Jim Davey and, and the coaches that were there at, uh, at that time.
3: Absolutely, those are some good, good coaches, good players.
2: You're never going to take away my, uh, my fawn I would memory. never attempt. Never going to gonna do that. I wouldn't try. As I'm laying there in my, uh, in my bed, however many months or years from now, and uh, it, the, the the doctors are hovering over me, and and they're t- they're telling my uh, family, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much, I don't know if he's, I, I don't know the last thing i say oh they know the last thing i'm gonna say is lloyd brown you were the best <laughs> i i hope those are your That's last what I'm words say. i hope it is what would you lloyd say brown were your dad's last L- word lloyd
3: brown okay, who, said who passed in 1926.
2: no lloyd brown may still be with him
3: i sure hope so and if you're listening lloyd i apologize
2: there's somebody out there who knows lloyd brown
3: Well, i'm sure Speaking of high school football Remember
2: that time we talked about my old baseball coach Dennis Harper on this show? And then he called and lo and behold he called. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the highlight memories of my career. It's good stuff.
3: You uh, need to you need to make your friend Weston Schartz come on with me tomorrow.
2: Weston's not doing it. Why? He doesn't want to talk about this game against Bishop Carroll. Weston, the head football coach at Capin. Uh, it just doesn't. It's been 24 years since they beaten Bishop Carroll. He doesn't want to do anything that he and his brain feels like could jeopardize this uh, ending this losing streak. Yeah. This is a, a great look for Capen. They have had a much better season to date than Bishop Carroll, but you know Bishop Carroll is going to play their best football. You would think. And. And I don't. In some ways, I don't blame Weston for not wanting to even talk about it. In other ways, it's childish and immature. <laughs> uh, so I'm torn on on uh, his choice not to talk about the game. Yeah, I got it. We get Capra for a couple segments. Yeah,
3: maybe we'll see.
2: What do you mean, ah? Eh? Well, I got I got a
3: two. I got a two twenty-five. Uh, Joanna's at three twenty-five.
2: You got uh, five questions.
3: Not yet, but I'll, I'll have somebody. I'm, I'm looking at Taylor Eldridge for 3 o'clock. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know what the openings are right now. You'll
2: get, you'll get something. I will. I just don't want to have to think about it. I got a golf tournament tomorrow. I got a lot, you want a to lot call? of things. No, I'm not calling. All right. I'm not going to call. I don't want to be a part of that tomorrow. Okay. Don't, Jeez. Uh, don't try to bail yourself out by have to... adding to my work level. I mean, uh, you don't uh, have to be harsh about it. It's not my issue. It is your issue I because it's found your show. Guest host.
3: Well, everyone is unavailable. Who would you have brought in? Joe Auer. Joe Auer? Yes. I mean, I love Joe Auer, but I don't know that we'd have the proper chemistry on the air.
2: Joe and I do great.
3: You do fine. I, li- I like having Joe as a... Joe's a wonderful, one of the best human beings on the planet. Yeah. He's fine. But we've me, never done radio together.
2: leading him and holding his hand through that process, he does fine. With you, he'd be a...
3: Well, I've got to have someone that I can hold their hand. You know what I'm saying? Joe, Joe Auer is a superior to me, basically. I mean, he's a peer, but he was also a coach when I was a kid, and I look at him that way. I need someone that I'm more on the level with. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, not really. I, I, I don't understand that way of thinking at all. You're the you're the pro in the pro seat of the radio. Joe is just right, to but I
3: supplement. want I want to produce the best show I can possibly produce.
2: Well, I, I would have called Joe, but that, that's me. All right. And if Joe couldn't do it, I'd have figured out something else. Well, Chris we're going to Chris Davis or uh, somebody like that. We're going to
3: have a show of interviews tomorrow.
2: You didn't get a hold of Chris Davis, did you? Even try? No. No. Chris is great on this show. Well, then maybe I'll ask him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's that's your problem. Yeah. Uh, so we hope to hear from Charlie Barons as we continue to uh, get stood up. This reminds me of my senior year of homecoming. Oh, did Lloyd and and you not want to hang out with you? Yeah, the, the girl I asked the homecoming stood me up. That's too bad.
3: How does that happen?
2: Well, did she say yes first of all? Maybe she didn't stand you up. Maybe she just declined. You know what? I didn't even ask a girl to go to homecoming. I was, uh, I was against pretty much everything. Well, that's fine. No, nah, it's not really. I, I'm, I'm somewhat regretful about that. I mean, what girl wouldn't have welcomed the opportunity? Several uh, to be on my arm for homecoming. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it, it is a little crazy. I never had
3: a. I don't think I ever had a homecoming date. What do you I mean? Had, I don't think I had a homecoming Did date.
2: Did you go to homecoming? Yes, without a date. What kind of geek oh, well, I got that.
3: To, well, I got to dance with Liz Hogan and Becky Cantrell, so maybe that's why.
2: I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup.
3: You know Liz Hogan. I thought she one of your classmates. No, she was a little. She was, I think,
2: a year or two older.
3: So was Becky Cantrell. They were older.
2: What what made you get the nerve to ask them to dance?
3: Oh, we were all we were all peeps from journalism class and everything. We hung out.
2: It was so? They gave you a, a pity dance?
3: No, not necessarily. That's exactly I think, what, it, what it was. I think we all danced together at the same. Oh, sa- we all at the same time. It was all
2: dancing. No, the three of us the together. The journalists out there. Listen. No, the three of yeah, us that, together. That, that, when you dance with two girls, that yeah, that's worse girl than, than one. You. That's worse than one for That's sure. No girl, no, you don't ever dance with two girls. Oh yeah, you do. No, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. No, you, you don't. Do. That's a sad, sad state. That's too bad. If no. I danced with a girl, she knew she had my full attention. Well, they did. Uh, so yeah. Too bad. Becky Cantrell still out there. Don't know. Don't, wouldn't know if she walked into the room. Uh, by the way, I'm trying to get rid of a desk here. And I look at this desk and I think to myself, you know, this this desk, I could probably sell it for two or $300 if I so chose. Perhaps. If I put it out there on the market. Uh, but I'm willing to give it away if somebody will come to my house and take it. <sighs> All you got to do is bring your... St- your strong sons, I think they, uh, not that I'd know what a strong son. Oh, I'm, Physically I'm, I'm strong. an Adonis. <laughs> All you got to do is bring your strong sons here. That's There's no way that's going to happen. Why wouldn't somebody say, because, you know, no, gonna, I don't
3: think anyone really wants to carry this thing out of here. It's impossible.
2: No, it's not. You're going to have to hire a mover. No, it's not
3: impossible. It is. And you know what else I think after? Yeah,
2: I don't care. Okay.
3: Oh, we'll talk about it later.
2: We'll talk about my desk later. Right now we've got Charlie Barons on the line. He'll be at the Orpheum uh, next Thursday, the
1: 12th, to perform. Uh, Charlie, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Sorry I'm a scotch late. That's uh, that's my bad. And I got to apologize at least four times in traditional Midwest fashion. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you you know we're very touchy about things like that here in the Midwest. But we're just happy to have you on. And uh, looking forward to your performance. Uh, You've got such an interesting background. Uh, Journalism, uh, you're an author, uh, you're a comedian. How did this all happen? How did this all evolve? Yeah,
1: well, um, you know, I, I went into journalism. In college, and um, and I had a, an accent being from Wisconsin, and I got called out for it in a variety of occasions. And then I kind of went around the country doing news. I ended up in Los Angeles doing entertainment news, which uh, you know I I really wanted to not ever do uh, again. So I started doing stand-up comedy. And then I kind of based this stand-up bit based off my time in local news where people said I said stuff wrong. And instead of changing the things, I just doubled down on them. And that was the basis for the show called The Manitowoc Minute, which was just a, a news anchor with a very heavy Midwest accent. And that kind of took off and that changed everything. And then I was doing, I kept doing those. And then I built the following, started doing more stand-up. And, um, you know, fast forward, you know, here we are. Yeah, so a lot of your comedy
3: comes from your your upbringing, your background in the Midwest and uh you you just touched on it a little bit and I know you talk about it in your in your most recent special, but when did you kind of figure out that not only the things that were said but the mannerisms, the actions and that that people uh found that funny?
1: No, I didn't think they would, honestly. Um I I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize that that everyone didn't do that stuff. Um until I moved away, and um, and I kind of tested the waters honestly before the first Man Talk Minute with uh, Titanic. You know, Jack Dawson, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Titanic. He's from Wisconsin, but uh, you know he doesn't really sound like it. So I just changed his his voice to a very uh, thick Wisconsin accent and changed the audio in the in the movie clips, and I saw that really take off. And I think that was my first indicator that, oh, okay, there might be something there, you know.
2: Talking uh, with comedian Charlie Behrens, are you okay with the uh, what happened with the Brewers, being that you're a Wisconsinite?
1: I mean, am I okay with it? You know, um, <laughs> emotionally, not really, but thanks for bringing it up, you know. <laughs> that uh, was a dumb,
2: that was a dumb nice way to phrase you're...
1: that, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna be okay as a society. We'd be a lot better off if uh, you know that didn't happen. But we'll we'll get through it.
2: Well, I'm a Cardinals fan, so I didn't necessarily I feel knew it. pain. You're feeling. I knew it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you did. Yeah, I I could sense that it was Cardinals or Cubs. I couldn't figure out which, and there it all made sense now.
2: Charlie Barron's with us. Uh, you're you're calling this tour the good old fashioned tour. You'll be in Reading, pennsylvania tomorrow night and then uh, you're in las vegas on on sunday uh, so what's the good old-fashioned tour why is that the name of this particular tour
1: well have you ever had yourself a good old-fashioned i have yes. you know what this it oh you have okay that, then that 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 does it that that's kind of it you know in wisconsin the, the big drink is the brandy old-fashioned and um You know, it's got a double meaning, and if you got a dirty mind, it's got a third meaning, but that's not really what I was going for. I kind of named it that, and then my buddy brought that up to me (laughs) after, and I was like, well, already printed the posters, so we're rolling with it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's just kind of like I wanted some that kind of uh, said where I was coming from, but also a little bit universal, and I think that's what this next tour is, is kind of I'm telling stories about where I'm from, um, that I think are, you know, hopefully universally relatable, um, but it's got a, a, a big uh, thumbprint of the Midwest all over it. It's kind of like stories. My first tour was, story, was sort of things about the Midwest, and the second tour is kind of, you know, stories from the Midwest, you know? So it's, uh, it happened here. It's the backdrop, but, you know, it's not necessarily uh, the whole thing. If that makes
3: sense so in in your special you talked about uh, the, a bubbler and I guess I'm far more innocent than I thought I was because I didn't know the uh, the uh, widespread uh, use of that and I definitely didn't know the Wisconsin use of bubbler uh, I'll let people check out uh, that uh, special though what other words are there from the upper Midwest that uh, kind of belong to you guys alone
1: Oh, man, Um, you know, let's see here. Um, You know, we say uh, screwed the pooch quite a bit. I don't know if that's more universal. (laughs) Cheat instead of did you eat like cheat, G-E-E-T, which is nice. Um, You know, sheep's head is not only a fish, but also a great card game we got up here. Um, uh, You know, just kind of like uh, used guys. Uh, is, is is a way of phrasing or or if you're t- doing a story, I remember my dad always used to do this as a kid. He'd be like, yeah, so I says to him, I says and sort of pluralizing that I says uh, is kind of a funny thing, too. Um, you know, so there's a few unique, goofy, quirky things that we that we say here that, you know, we kind of popularized, we'll say it. Charlie
2: Barron's our guest. He will be performing at the Orpheum Theater here in Wichita next Thursday, October 12th. Uh, two weeks later, you will be in, I can't say, I can't say. Manitowoc. That. There you go. And, of course. Haven't you
3: watched Making a Murderer?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, sure. And, and I wanted to ask uh, Charlie about all that and the attention it brought to that town. But how excited are you to perform in, in, that, in that town, in that city?
1: Oh, Manitowoc has a very special place uh, in my heart. I'm not from there. I named my initial video the Manitowoc Minute because there was a guy in the audience from Manitowoc. uh, But, um, you know, once it took off after that first episode, I started making more, and um, the city embraced it, and I appreciate that. I'm sure there's some people that don't like it. But for the most part, I've, they appreciated it, and I really appreciate them for appreciating it because it, you know, really changed my life. And it's a beautiful town; it really is, right on the coast of Lake Michigan. If you have enough brandies, it looks like you're on the ocean. It's beautiful.
2: <laughs> uh, and you mentioned—I'll let Jeff finish the uh, questioning. But you—you're you, a journalist; you studied journalism. Both of us are journalism. I was in that profession for more than four decades. Uh, do you find journalists to be generally humorous people?
1: Oh, you know, I think so. <laughs> I mean, you know, it. it look, it, it depends kind of on the journalist and the type of journalist, you know? I mean, I think print and radio kind of may lend themselves more to it you know when you when you're doing the broadcast journalism, you kind of have uh, a bit more of a, um, you know, you're kind of playing a character a little bit. You know, like you're, you're kind of playing that a, a bit, a bit. And what you're, what, or at least that's how news has been traditionally. Kind of, you you fall into that mold. There's a certain way of talking. There's a certain way of doing things that had become standard. Um, you know, um, it's a bit of a holdover, I guess, from a, maybe a earlier generation of news where everything you said was not supposed to have an inflection. It was supposed to be very objective. Um, a lot of that seems to be fading away a bit. But anyway, to answer your question, I think journalists have a good sense of humor. You know, you put all this work into a piece and then uh, nobody reads it. Which was the story for me uh, for a while. So that's got to make you laugh a little bit, at least. Cry, you laugh so you don't cry, you know.
3: I just, I just was curious. Charlie was, was Chris Farley an influence of yours at all? Uh, he was from Chicago, but I know he, he had that upper Midwest thing going to Marquette and doing Tommy Boy that was set in Wisconsin. Was and you guys do kind of different styles of comedy, but was he a guy that you uh, followed as a youngster?
1: Oh, sure. Actually, Chris is from Wisconsin. He's from Madison. Um, okay. He went to did Second City, um, and actually, he and my uncle were on the same rugby team. So, um, wow. uh, yeah, if you look in his book, wow. my uncle's in that. My uncle Rufus. Yeah, Roof Dog. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I love Chris Farley. I um, always have. um He does have a very different style of comedy, but I did do Second City largely because of uh, Chris Farley and and those guys, and him being a Wisconsin fella, and probably because my uncle knew him, you know, I I took to, to liking him. And he came up in an age when I was developing sort of my comedy, early, you know, comedy influences and all that.
2: Well, Charlie, we are very appreciative of your time. Uh, again, Charlie Behrens will be at the Orpheum Theater uh, next Thursday, the 12th. It's uh, heartwarming to me that a Cardinals fan and a Brewers fan can have this conversation. Thank you so much.
1: You know, I, I almost don't have part of my tongue, so um, I, I'm, <laughs> my heart is warmed as well, but I'm going to go try and stitch this up now.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go throw up. No, just kidding, Charlie. Thank you very much, and well, best of luck on, on your tour.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate your watch out for deer now. <laughs>
3: Thanks.
2: Uh, there goes Charlie Behrens again at the Orpheum Theater a week from tonight. We'll be back. We'll talk with David Evan from The Athletic. Oh he wow! join the show next. Bob and Jeff on KFH.